In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, Father Tom and Anthony today. Today is the Martyrdom of the Babies by Herod. But that's every day at Planned Parenthood. And people don't even pray about it. Our children are being slaughtered at Planned Parenthood. And people don't even pray about it. How we need people to get outside those abortion mills and offer the rosary for these children. Maybe a woman will change her mind. I remember going one morning, uh, not to Planned Parenthood, but to another place. And uh, I was the only one there. And this lady said, because you're here, I'm going to have my baby. She came from uh, someplace near his land. I tell you how we need people to go outside uh, and pray and be present to the young women that are going in. I'm going to tell you, it's not a good thing there. It's cold, it's dreary, and no abortion was given without money. If they're so abortion-minded, they have abortions without money. But no, not, not Planned Parenthood. Abortions with money. I'm reading uh, from the first letter of John. I want to wish you Merry Christmas. He says, Christmas is over. No, it's not. This is the octave of Christmas, and we pray the Christmas readings every morning because it's still Christmas. People say, I threw my tree out the window. Well, you were wrong. It's still Christmas. It's not time for Santa. It's time for Jesus. Tell us about your Christmas, Anthony. Yeah, I had a great Christmas this year. You know, it started with I was at St. John's in Quincy with the Midnight Mass. And the power of God is just so at this church. You know, the flowers, just the beauty of Christmas, welcoming in Jesus. Then after we woke up, you know, and Father Tom had the 11 o'clock mass and he was preaching. And it was the most anointed homily that I've ever heard, you know. And to the point where after he done talking, everyone got up and gave him a standing ovation. It really just touched, it just really touched the heart of everyone. But Father, tell him about how you were feeling the whole morning before you had to preach and gave that beautiful homily. I was feeling afraid. I was feeling like, why did I get myself into this? But you know where, where it all changed? When I went to the elevator and pressed the button, I said, I surrender. I just surrender. This had all changed. I didn't, wasn't afraid anymore. So this, I can go to the place where I surrendered when I pressed the elevator to bring me up to the church. 
I said, I surrender. And God took my surrender and took the fear away and took all that away from me. But I had been carrying it for days, saying, why did I get myself into this? The homily is not coming together. And, well, it came together by the grace of God, by the grace of God. You know, imagine that. By the time, thinking he's going to be at a loss for words, been preaching on the radio 37 years, been keeping in been keeping people in church an extra hour for the homily for probably 40. But you know, it's that surrender that leads us into everything good. But after Christmas, you know, I was, after that homily, I was listening to it on the way home to my parents' house and, you know, just praying in tongues on the way there. And I had been praying the week that would just be so filled with the Spirit of God that it would ooze out of me through my family, through everyone. When I was driving home, I drove. I was driving by a gas station. I had gotten a little money out of the ATM for a Yankee swap, and I was driving by the gas station by my house, and I saw two people sitting there, two homeless people. And I was already late, and so I was going fast home, and the Holy Spirit told me to turn around. And, oh, Jesus. I, I, I don't know. I don't really want to, but the Holy Spirit said, turn around, you know. And I did, and I got out of the car filled with the Holy Spirit, and I just gave the people not much, the little money I did have, but that was just a medium point so I could pray for them. And I told them the good news of God, and I laid hands on them. One girl I knew, Leslie, she's always around Salem, pray for her. She had always given her life to Jesus, but, you know, she's still out and homeless, and... God's still working on her. But I told him I wanted to see him in church. One man had just went to prison because his ex-wife had lied and told told the police something. And he had just gotten out and he was sleeping in a car. But he um he had seen he had three kids that he had seen the night before. And he was just very, he was very sad. But he was filled with the Holy Spirit and... And yeah, and we can do what we can do. And so I kept going, and I had a great Christmas with my family. I got to pray for all my cousins. I actually showed them, called them all down, and sent them to watch Father Tom's homily. And it was very anointed, and I laid hands on everyone because, you know, everyone's starting to become interested on how my life changed so drastically, why I'm not living back in Salem, what I'm doing now, how good God is. So it was a it was a very very good Christmas, you know, and and I was just filled with the love of God. But I hope Christmas for everyone. You know, I didn't get many gifts or anything, but it was the best Christmas I ever had because it was Jesus centered. What Father Tom said, reindeers. It was just about Jesus and asking Jesus to fill us with the love of God, the glory of God, the grace of God. It's for you and for everyone. And you know, the, don't limit the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit in your life has never thought you were going to fail. The Holy Spirit has never put you in a box. We put ourselves in a box. The Holy Spirit wants to 
fill you and touch everyone through you at any moment. I just ask God that you could glorify me just through my life, through my love, through just through my love that I could embody the virtues of Jesus. And, you know, I felt, I felt very short. I always do. But, you know, God doesn't expect us to be saints, but he expects us to desire to be saints. And when we, he doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he expects us to desire to be perfect for him. And, you know, when we have that heart disposure, especially on days like Christmas, even today in this octave, these are days that we can receive extreme graces from heaven, from the Lord, that when we're tied into the vine and we want and we desire to be a saint, then God just gives us the grace to do the rest how we need the grace of God. Today I'm looking from the first letter of St. John. John writes in chapter 1, We declare to you, his community, what was from the beginning. Do you remember Genesis in the beginning? Do you remember John's gospel? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning. That's the Lord. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands. John tells us Jesus was touchable. I could see him with my eyes. I could touch him with my hands. I can hear him with my ears. He's not some kind of a fable. He's real. And John says, we declare this to you concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it. What's the life? The life of Christ. Oh, yes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's all about Jesus, you see. It's all about Jesus. Do you know that today? That Christmas is all about Jesus. Ordinary time is all about Jesus. The whole calendar is all about Jesus. I was looking just yesterday when uh, Ash Wednesday was going to come. It's on March 2nd. And a week after Ash Wednesday, we're going to start a charismatic prayer group in uh, St. John's uh, Church. And I'm saying this going to rush. We think this is a long time away from us, but it's going to be here before we know. Blink our eyes, it'll be the ninth of uh, of March. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it, and declare it to you: the eternal life that was with the Father. The eternal life is Jesus, was with the Father from all eternity. In the beginning, when he created, the eternal life was with God the Father. And you know what? Anthony is a sacrament of that eternal life. God has changed him so wonderfully into the image of Jesus. Tell us about how you've been changed. Yeah, it wasn't always like this, you know. I used to think I had joy. 
because I had all the world goods, you know. We see on TV, if you're a young guy, you want the girls and the money, and your parents tell you you want to go to college, so I went to the biggest party college, and I had everything of this world. And if you'd seen me, you would have wanted, been, you would have wanted to be me. But the truth was I was empty inside because there's a space within your heart that only God can fill, you know, no amount of money, no amount of popularity, no fun, no amount of anything can fill this space besides the love of God. And, you know, as Father Tom's homily ended on Christmas Day, don't let today go by without being the day that you surrender to the love of God. That's what I look to do every day, you know, but it's, it's all a grace and I didn't choose God. I was chosen by God before you even created this world as were you. Everything in this life is a grace. You know, we were laughing before he came on the radio, me and Father Tom say, we're like, Jesus, please. We need the grace of your anointing today. We need you bad. And you know, sometimes we need to just lean on Jesus and not on our own power. You know, in my life right now, I have less, you know, materially. I don't have much, but I am so much more happier than I've ever been in my life. I'm so much more filled. And a lot of my fulfillment comes because God graced me with the revelation to trust in Him to know that he has a perfect plan, not only for my life, but for your life, for everyone's life. And I don't need to strive. I don't need to do anything to receive his love. I don't need to even try to do any works. I just need to love God and let God love me. So I, I do do a lot of ministry and I do do a lot for the Lord, but it all comes out of this place of an overflow where I stay so behind God where I just want to seek God and I just, you know, I'm God give me the ability that I have the time right now that I just pray and pray the rosary and I sit at the Eucharist and I sit at adoration and I just live in the love of God till I become so filled that God's like, get out of here. You got to go, you got to go do something for me or you get to rather. I just let God love me so much that it just overflows out of me. I'm just bursting at the seams. And then we see people and, you know, the grace of God takes over. But for those who, who love much, they've been forgiven much. Or who's been forgiven much, they love much. So, you know, before I came to God, like I lived in sin, I lived in grave sin. But God is, God's forgiven me. And, and like also, Father Tom's homily said there's a chasm between us and God, and that chasm is sin. God's way up high and humans are way down low. And you know, but Jesus is a person through accepting Jesus Christ in your life. He lets us go to the Father. He, he helps us and he takes sin out of our lives, which Let's us take part in the divine nature of God. You know, we're on this earth. We're meant to walk in two realms at once. Jesus always walked in two realms. He discerned what was happening in the spirit, but then he handled in the physical. 
he knew in the spirit when the Pharisees were coming against him, that was what we seeing with his eyes. But it was his spiritual eyes. He saw that the demons and the fallen angels and everything, they were coming in and afflicting the people and, ca and causing people for an uprising. You know, we, we need to understand that in this life, there's much more than you can see that than you can. That if your spiritual eyes were open, you would see angels everywhere. You all have a guardian angel, but you would also see bad angels. And we need to have discernment of, you know, even with your thoughts, you need to have discernment of what thoughts come from you and what thoughts come from the enemy. But see, when we have sin, we, we lose the fear of death. We, you know, we lose... The perfect love of God drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. We we lose this servile fear that we need to be. Um, we need to fear God because we're gonna pun. He's gonna be a punishing God. We receive God as a good Father. We receive the love of God. So I know I'm saying a lot. I'm just speaking from the Spirit, but God, you know. To all with our surrender. Once we can get ourselves out of the way, we can get our ego out of the way. We we can just we can just understand that none of our sins is bigger than God. That God loves you. That God's a perfect plan for your life. That God's releasing His glory upon you now. That God's just waiting for you to, you know, let you hem Him into Himself. And he'll fill you with all of his goodness. Then life becomes easy. Life becomes joyful. You know. So Lord. But then I can say I ask you to just release. And I know you already know. What each and every person needs individually. So just release that upon them right now. Don't let today be the day. That goes by that you don't surrender to the love of God because his goodness is overwhelming and it's for you. We declare to you what we have seen and testify to it. And we declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. That eternal life is in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, we're not many years ago. When we had baptism, the first question was asked of the sponsors, what are you expecting from God? And the answer was eternal life. Eternal life is this, to believe in Jesus Christ and the Father who sent him. And that eternal life lives within us, that we're tabernacles of the Most High God. God dwells within our hearts. When we receive communion, we should be expecting that we're going to become more like Jesus. Because communion is the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. We declare to you what we have seen, heard, and so you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Do you have fellowship with the Father and the Lord? It's possible. I told you that I gave up the homily at the, at the uh, elevator 
and I surrendered. It's all about surrender. It's all about giving our life to Jesus. It's all about walking in faith. And then we begin to see and to touch and to feel this wonderful God who made was made flesh for you and for me. Oh, yes. Again, I want to think about the babies that are being killed today at Planned Parenthood. They are martyrs. They are martyrs. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. We have killed more than 60 million children. Do you know what that means? That means 60 million people will not buy shoes, will not buy hats, will not buy gloves, will not buy coats. It's also economic. It's an economic mystery because we're selfish or we are afraid. So many times the young woman that comes is so afraid. And Eleanor was always there and to let them know that it's going to be all right. We're going to help you. And help was given to these women. Eleanor, by the grace of God, has 300 and more children that were spared from abortion. On her refrigerator, all the pictures of these children. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. We want everyone to give their life to the Father and to Jesus. We want everyone to say, God, I surrender, and to mean it. You see, I'm not worthy. No one's worthy but Jesus. It's all about that's a false humility. It's all about giving our life to the Lord. It's all about having communion with the Father and the Son in the power of the Spirit. It's all about new life that God gives us when we surrender. And it's real. It's real. John is trying to tell us this Jesus was seen, was touched, was heard. He's not a fable. He's the Savior of the world. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He gives us a sacrament to go to confession. Last Wednesday, there were over 25 people who came to the automobiles to hear confessions and to give their confession. It's amazing. It's amazing. St. John's and St. Joseph, they think out of the box. They're not into the box. We're going to end by praying the Angelus. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, 
Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I want to extend to you a blessed Christmas season and a blessed new year that next year would be filled with the power of God. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.